Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. I am Joe Marino of NDT Scouting and FanRag Sports, joined by Roger Dixon of NDT Scouting. We got Kyle the day off today. Uh, He is, uh, I'm sure, enjoying the release of his NFL Draft Prospectus. Make sure that you have got a copy of that right now. Uh, If you don't, make sure you go to ndtscouting.com and order it. It is a tremendous publication for 20 bucks you get kyle's draft guide that is now available and you get my draft guide next week and then 12 months worth of premium nfl draft content so get over to ndt scouting and make sure that you have these resources at your disposal i mentioned roger dixon is the co-host today and uh this is going to be awesome because roger dixon as we've said before former university of florida gator football player and uh, we've got a guest on the show today that uh, Mr. Dixon is very familiar with. So I want to turn it over to him and let him st- set the stage here for our interview. Yeah, I played against and with some very good football players. Um, Jared Davis is absolutely one of the hardest working players, top-notch leader, gym rat, film rat, um, embodies what it means to love the game of football. And that's why I'm excited to have him on the podcast today. So that listeners can get to know the person that JD is, the competitor that he is. Jared, we really appreciate you giving us some of your time. How are things going for you? It's going good, man. Really excited, to, you know, trying to finish up this training process for the you know combine and pro day and everything like that, and just excited and anticipating the draft heavily, man. Yeah, I could only imagine. Right, that's right on the horizon. I'm sure you're anxious to. To see where you go, um, you know, kind of curious, looking back over your senior season, uh, you know, you battled some injuries throughout, um, limited you at times, played through them at times, and then ultimately wasn't healthy enough for the senior bowl or for the combine. But then you had your, your pro day very recently, and, man, you made waves with that performance, uh, 38-and-a-half-inch vertical, running a 40-yard dash in the 4.55 range. 
I got, I got to ask, you know, is there another layer? Are you even fully healthy yet? Or, or did you surprise yourself? What do you think about your performance? Um, I think I did pretty good, man. I came out and I did exactly what I needed to do just to, you know, show the guys that I'm, I'm a really good athlete and show all these teams that, you know, what they see on film is, you know, what they're going to get. Um, I think the pro day was a big step for me to be able to come out and show, and, you know, I'm back, you know, I'm healthy. Um, of course, there's still things I'm trying to work out right now, but, I mean, I'm feeling great. I'm playing shape, you know, and I'm just ready to go, man. Yeah, no, I can. Uh, that's that's awesome to hear. Glad to hear that you are fully healthy. Uh, obviously, teams are talking to you and you're uh, meeting with them. What are they talking to you about in terms of which position they want you to play and what, what position do you feel most comfortable at at linebacker at the next level? I mean, they're talking to me a lot about, you know, the Mike and Will position and, you know, I, I feel comfortable playing either, you know, especially in the 4-3 defense, you know, if we played at Florida. And I came in, I had to learn both positions uh, as a young guy, as a freshman. It was kind of tough for me, but in the end, you know, it really helped me out in learning, you know, just what what goes on around me on the field. And, and, and it helps me really understand my position and knowing my job and what to do and everything like that. So, I mean, either either position, you know, I'll be looking forward to play at the next level just – as long as I get an opportunity to play with with the great guys out there on the field. So, uh, with that said, I, I've I've watched quite a bit of your film, and I like what I see. And you know, I think everyone knows the things you do well. You're a physical linebacker with good range that can cover, hit, great tackler. What I'm curious is to hear you say is what are some of the components of your game that maybe you feel are overlooked and underrated? Um, honestly, don't know, man. I mean. I feel like I can do a lot of things really well, like you just said. You know, I feel like I, I'm an all-around player. I'm a three-down backer. You know, I'm somebody who's going to take pride in, in, you know, not – or take pride in just being prepared. You know, that's the biggest thing. You know, I, I want to know what I'm doing out there on the field, you know, each and every snap. So I feel like guys – maybe, you know, a lot of guys might overlook my – you know, the amount I prepare or, you know, just the amount of time I put into – getting ready for a game and stuff like that. I mean, I know you can't really see that on tape or anything like that, but, you know, I'm able to really dissect things and break things down um, a lot quicker than a lot of other players are. So I mm-hmm. feel like that's a piece of my game that a lot of people may overlook or, you know, they don't notice a lot. Yeah, I like that quite a bit. I, I spoke with Obi Melifonwu, the UConn safety, that's uh... – you know, everyone's talking about, and he had a very similar answer. They say, hey, you know, physically I do a lot of great things, but there's a mental side and preparation aspect that nobody really knows about. But So I love that answer, Jared. Um, I want to ask you about the University of Florida program. Uh, Coach McElwain's been there for two seasons, and you guys went to back-to-back SEC championship games, won the East two seasons in a row. What, what do you think about the state of the Florida program and uh, what Coach McElwain's been able to do? <laughs> Coach Matt came in and he did a great job right off right the bat. You know, it goes goes into what him and his staff were, you know, trying to put across to us as players, and it also comes back to us as players. You know, just being able to buy in without you know any resistance. Really, you know, we came in, we all knew what we wanted, we all wanted to win and win now. And the biggest thing is just to make sure that transition period was as smooth as possible. And I mean, as a as a team, as players, and you know, as coaches. We all came together and we, we executed the plan right away from day one. Yeah, very impressive start, and hopefully that continues. Uh, obviously, there's a great 
uh, class of Florida Gators entering the NFL this year, you and several defensive players, even offensive players, uh, Florida's known for producing NFL talent. So I'm curious, uh, with all these players leaving, who are the players next year at this time that we're going to be talking about uh, as uh, as big-time future NFL players? No, I mean, you got defensive guys. You got a lot of defensive guys. You got a lot of young guys. You got a lot of, got a lot of older guys on the defensive side of the ball that, that are definitely, you know, Probably try to roll the guys and come out next year. Um, you know, you got guys like Marcel Harris. You got guys like, you know, possibly CC Jefferson. Um, uh, you know, you got a lot of guys on the defensive side that can probably come out next year. Um, then you got young guys also like the linebackers that are that we have here. You know, you got three great backers uh, for really four um, with Colin Johnson, Roshan Joseph, David Reese, and Jeremiah Moon. You know, those guys are are going to be guys that you guys are going to know very well in the next couple of years. And then on the offensive side, you got great talent, explosive playmakers. you got Antonio Callaway. you got Jordan Scarlett. you got Michael P. Ryan in the rack field. Um, you know, so many guys, man. So it's hard to name everybody. But, you know, I mean, it's, it's going to be a lot of guys that are going to make a big splash on the scene this year and the next coming years that are going to be coming out of the school. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure Florida's, Florida's going to be on the map for a long time. Good to hear. No cause the, about that. It's good to hear because you guys definitely, uh, you know, set the set the tone there with the expectation to compete for that East Division, and uh, so it's good to hear that they are loaded. Uh, I'm going to turn it over to Roger Dixon, who I think you know familiarly. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to I'm going to start out with, um, from where you just were, and um, you began playing the game as a freshman at U.S. And although four years must have felt like they flew by, what type of legacy do you feel you left at U.S.? I mean, the biggest thing, man, with me, um, from a young age, you know, I, I was kind of, I didn't really have a good path. But, you know, eventually I was able to really kind of come to a conclusion in my mind that I want to just show guys that there's a certain way that you can do things, you know, there's a certain way to do everything. And, Every day I stepped out there, whether it be a workout, whether it be a meeting, whether it be, you know, practice or any game situation, I was going to do the right thing, you know. And by me doing that, you know, I was able to show a lot of young guys that this is the way that things should go. And, you know, this is how you should do certain things. This is things that you should avoid, whether it be on the field or off the field. And I feel like I was able to set a good example for my teammates, you know. And I, and I agree with that. You definitely set an example for me, the older guys. And, and um, I've heard from the younger guys that you set a good example to them, to them as well. So um, I, I feel like you were successful with that. And you had a few different defensive coordinators and linebacker coaches during your tenure at UF. So you were shared a lot of knowledge, and you could try out different techniques that fit you. Uh, tell me about some yeah. techniques and strategies that you will keep at the forefront of your mind and make sure you bring with you to the NFL. I mean, like you said, I, I was able to see a lot of coaches, you know, whether it be, you know, Muschamp and his staff and Coach Durkin was my was our linebacker coach then. And Coach Durkin really, he set, he set the, uh, kind of built the base, you know, the framework of my game. And, you know, he, he gave me all the basics that I needed, you know, whether it be football position and uh, good feet and good hands and, and good eyes and stuff like that, you know. And everything that a football player needs to play, to play uh, you know, defense and, and dominate, you know, at, at the linebacker position. And then Coach Shannon came in. He so he taught me, you know, things about the game, things that make me play faster, make me move faster. And he always harped on, you know, having those those little those little small pieces that add up to make the you know the big picture. But 
you know, overall, the things that I was able to learn here, I'll always carry with me, and especially at the next level, man. It's just going to be, it's always, it seems like every time, you know, you go through something or you trend, have a new transition in life, you always have to go back to the basics. And, you know, Coach Durkin, Coach Sharon, Muschamp, McElwain, you know, every coach that I was able to get coached by, they, they kind of set that standard in my mind, and it's something I'll always be able to fall back on. Yeah, that's great stuff. And speaking on people that had a big impact on you, based on what you studied of guys in the NFL and the advice from coaches, uh, scouts, mentors, former teammates, what do you expect to be the biggest difference from college to the NFL ball? Now, I know the biggest thing, I mean, it, it's so simple, but it, it, it's really a big piece is just the, the time piece, man. Now, you know, you're going to be playing football for a living and it's something that you dream to do all your life and you have to make the time, you know, you have to make the best with your time. Um, you know, I hear from a lot of guys who are already at that level, you know, they, they get to go in the office at a certain time and then they'll work out and they'll do practice film and all that stuff. And then they'll have a, a long time during the rest of the day to go do whatever they want to do, you know. And, and I've heard, you know, the guys that make it the longest are the guys that are the most productive with their time when it comes to the game. So, you know, that, that's that's kind of my mentality anyways. You know, I don't like to do things that aren't going to help me out in the long run and not going to make me a better football player. So I think at the next level, I, I, I'll be ready for that. You know, I've practiced these past couple of years on what I need to do in my free time. And I think at the next level, you know, I'll really be able to help myself out because I took the time out to really make sure I'm the most productive person off the field as well as on the field. Exactly, exactly. So, J.D., I'm, I'm interested in who do you model your game after? Who do you look to to provide inspiration as to how, do you, how you want to play? I mean, guy I used to look at a lot, and then playing linebacker, you probably can already guess, um, is Ray Lewis, man. I, I, I used to love watching him play, just the tenacity, the physicality, the mindset that he played with, you know, everything that he had, it, 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 I don't know. It was just the ideal football player to me. He's a gladiator. He's a warrior. He's, he's dominant in everything that he does. And, and that's kind of how I want to be, you know, and now there's nobody I really look at right now to, to model my game after, you know, I want to be, I want to be a ferocious, dominant, you know, a guy, almost a guy that's feared out there on the field. You know, I want to go out and, and inflict pain and, and, and impose my will on opponents. So that, that's just how I play, man. I, there's no other way to play the game to me. You know, that, if I have to give up my own body for that, that's, that's, that's part of the game to me, you know. So, I don't know. It's just, I really, like I said, I don't really model my game after anybody. It's just, that's just that's how I play, you know. Yeah, I know, I know exactly how you play. I've seen you do it to other people, and I've uh, I've had to go against it in practice. So I know exactly uh, what you mean. But um, I want to get I want the viewers to get into the mindset of Jared Davis. And now I've heard you say, "See ball, kill ball." Where did that come from? What does that mean to you? It means if you got the rock, man, you got to give it up. It's like throw them up, bust them up, or. <laughs> you know, this this the stuff we used to play in the yard, man. It, it, it I've carried it my whole life, and the, the older I've gotten, the stronger, the faster I've gotten, the more the more violent it's become. You know, and and it's it's at an organized level now. So, but at the same time, it's like 
you still play the game the same way. So if you got the ball, you're either going to give it up or you're going to have to feel it. You know, that's, that's, that's all it comes down to. It's not a threat. It's none of that. You know, it's just a promise. That's how we play the game. <laughs> yeah, that back backyard backyard mindset. That's that's what you embody. And you know, my last night in Gainesville, and I already had the truck packed, and I was ready to move to Orlando. And I, I wanted to go out to the stadium one last time and get a look at the field and just reminisce on the memories that I've had there. And when I got out to the swamp about nine ten o'clock at night, and I'm expecting no one out, no one else to be out there, quiet as a mouse. When I step into the stands. Who do I see sitting in the middle of the field? I see Jared Davis. You know, and at that time, I said, I just said, what's up? And I'll let you continue doing what you went out there to do and focus on. But now that you're on here with us, man, tell us, what the heck were you doing out there at that time? I mean, I think that was like, that was, that was kind of, I can't, I can't remember exactly when it was, but I know it was sometime before the season, man. That's just, that's just me going out and just kind of getting the, getting a feel for, for where I'm at. You know, I feel like when you play in front of 90,000, especially as a young guy, you know, anybody, you know, you play in front of these big crowds, it's kind of, you kind of get lost in, in the, the energy that the, the crowd brings. But for me, you know, go out there in the stadium and just sit around and, and sit there in a silent stadium, pitch black, and there's nobody in there. It's, it's, a, it's an opportunity for me to kind of just, it almost become one with with the environment and with the with the place. You know, I like to go out there, and I like to sit down, and I just like to to let my mind roam, let just let all the thoughts that I have, you know, flow through my mind and almost release them in a sense, and kind of calm down and relax. And then when I go out there on Saturdays, I'm, I'm almost it's, it's, it makes it easier for me to block out everything that's going on and just really get to work and get down to business. You know. Yeah, yeah, I definitely know. And our viewers may know, depending on how much research they've done, but your tenacious work ethic, J.D., is uh, well-known around the football community, and you should really be proud of that. Um, you are definitely one of the hardest-working players I've ever played with. And and that was with a school schedule on your plate as well. So tell me, yeah. how much, <laughs> tell me how much better do you think you can get knowing that football is the only thing now you have to focus on? What is a typical Jared Davis day going to look like moving forward? I mean, honestly, without school, man, it's going to make things a lot easier. It's going to give me time to really, you know, I'm still going to be studying, but I'm just not going to be studying, you know, class material. It's going to be it's going to be my opponent, man. I'll be able to put more time into, you know, learning what running backs do, learning what their tendencies are, learning what they do when they get the ball versus what they do when they have to pass block or when they're about to run around, learning what quarterbacks do for the communication, seeing – being able to see offensive line communication, being able to pick up on how offensive linemen, you know, what, what their what their pass, uh, what their schemes are when they're when they're you know picking up pass blocks and stuff like that. Um, seeing you know, just seeing little things that offenses do as far as wide receiver splits and stuff like that. You know, to let players communicate to me what's going on. That's only a piece of it. You know, you also have the recovery aspect. What I, what I'll be able to do with my time, you know, to make sure my body's in tip top shape with training. With uh, rehab, with with everything that that goes into the game, so you know, I'll be able to really make a make a um, just a great investment into my mind and my body. You know, just making sure that I'm able to come out on Sundays and really perform how I want to perform now. 
Jared, uh, we really, really, really appreciate you giving us some of your time and being gracious with what I'm sure is a very busy schedule. We we cannot thank you enough for being just kind of opening it up and talking about Florida and your preparation and, and what playing football means to you. I mean, I, I know I speak for Roger when I say uh, that was uh, just tremendous insight. So uh, for Roger, you know, thank you so much for your time. And, and we certainly wish you all the best and all the success uh, moving forward. I appreciate you guys giving me the call and just giving me an opportunity to be on you guys' show, man. I mean, you know, a lot of guys, they, <laughs> I mean, I, I still have, I have the, the times when I, you know, I don't really want to talk to a lot of people, but I think it was cool to really be able to get a chance to spend time with you guys and really communicate like this, man. So I, I want to say thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you, Jared Davis, for coming on here, man. Um, I really feel like we gave the listeners an opportunity to get into the mindset of you and, and um, get to understand how you are, that football is life, man, and, and they're really going to follow you throughout your uh, successful career. So good luck to you down the road, my man. All right. Thank you all, man. Roger, that was incredible. I mean, really, to get into Jared's mindset and his approach and, and hear him talk about his preparation, there is a passion and a fire in that man that you can just tell uh, in a 15-minute conversation. And, and you've been around him. You've worked with the man. So – I want to give you the floor to reflect on what you heard and and how that uh, that meshes with what what he's been like as a teammate. Well, that's why I really wanted to get him on the show, and I'm glad he um, was uh, gracious enough. And he's humble. He's a humble. He's a humble person to come onto the show and uh, and um, basically express how his mindset. He's um, a once in a lifetime kind of person. It's when he was talking about being prepared. Um, and he wants to be like Ray, Ray Lewis is who he models his game after. He, that's the kind of person that he is. He wants to be the best. And football is his life. You know, he just, he's talking about sitting out there in the, in the stadium cause, because he wants to become one with the environment. Like, a lot of players don't think like that. And he's a once-in-a-lifetime kind of player that thinks like that. Um, and there are just some guys that have that if factor. You know, people can try to explain it any way they want. But when you see it, you see it. And you know it when you see it. You know, I remember speaking to Kyle last year about Keanu Neal and the mindset and tangibles that he has um, that was going to allow him to make an impact in the NFL and make it fast. And he did just that, became the starting safety for the Falcons on their run to the Super Bowl. And, you know, Jared Davis has those same qualities. There are some top linebackers in this draft like uh, Ruben Foster, Hassan Reddick, Zach Cunningham, Watt. But at the, end of the, at the end of the day, one year from now, two, three years from now, I think we're going to look back and say Jared Davis is one of those players that is just on another level. He, without a doubt, has top 20 abilities. Whether he gets chosen there is up to NFL teams. But if they let him slip, a team will, definitely, will get a definite steal. And I, but I don't think he gets past Atlanta Falcons at 31 because Dan Quinn recruited him to Florida. And to team him up with Deion Jones, Tiano Neal, I think he would jump at that opportunity, You know, possibly even moving up in the draft to get him. Yeah, and you know what's what's so interesting is, you know, we don't get a chance to speak with all the the prospects that are available for the draft and for the most part, the overwhelming majority it's just watching tape, reading about their background, looking at production, et cetera, et cetera, and formulating a draft grade, but getting a chance to to talk with a person like Jared Davis. And I'm sure that he kills it in team meetings. And when when Jared Davis walks out of a team meeting, those guys look at each other and say, man, we got to get this guy on our football team. And so this was just a, a tremendous 
example of how that personal aspect of the player evaluation is so important. And to have Jared Davis on and, and listen to him talk really shed light on the human being that he is and the type of worker that an NFL football team is going to get. Exactly. And if, if we can figure that out in the 15 minutes that, well, 15 minutes that you've spoken with him and the, the two years that I've been with him and, and the 15 minutes that viewers, uh, listeners have listened to him, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't take a couple million, uh, a couple hundred thousand dollars for, to pay a general manager for them to figure out uh, <laughs> what, what, what kind of human being this guy is. I mean, it's, it's, it doesn't take a rocket science to figure it out, but you know, so, um, he's definitely, he's, he's going to have success in the NFL and, all. Uh, I'm just, I'm proud of him and, and I look and I look forward to watching it. Roger, before we close, I want to give you a chance. Any other final thoughts on Jared or any insight you want to give uh, to the listeners? I mean, given you were his teammate for a few years at Florida, and uh, you just want to give you the floor if you had anything else to add. Now, just like I said, uh, he's going to be one of the players down the line we're going to be talking about, um, marquee uh, star player in this league. Um, so I'm glad that he had the opportunity. We had the opportunity to have him on the podcast today because – um, we'll be able to look back and say, you know, we, we told you so. <laughs> <laughs> no question. So that is going to do it for us today on the Draft Dudes podcast. Uh, big shout-out to Jared Davis for giving us some of his time. Uh, big shout-out to you, Roger, for arranging this interview. Uh, that was uh, that was tremendous. I'm sure our listeners are going to greatly enjoy that. Make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. We have a lot of great stuff coming your way. And if you weren't subscribed and you missed this interview, well, shame on you because we, we tell you at the end of every show to make sure you subscribe. Uh, make sure you're staying connected with what we're doing on Twitter. I am at the Joe Marino. Kyle, the normal co-host, is at NDT Scouting. And Roger Dixon, follow the man. He needs to tweet more. I'm telling you, this guy knows football, but we can't get him to tweet more. Maybe it's because he's recently married. We're not sure but i'm begging for more football takes from Kyle, uh, roger on twitter you can get him at go get a eight so make sure you are keeping track of my man roger dixon we'll be back again for you on wednesday until then signing off for roger dixon i'm joe marino and this is the draft dudes podcast right now join t-mobile and get an unlimited family plan with netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone tablet or tv Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits. So you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.